Well, before we get going here this morning, I want to show you a few things. And uh, first of all, I don't know if Tracy, I wasn't listening. <laughs> Sorry. You got the last plan. It's, uh, I, I, let me tell you this. If you, if you, I don't even want to ask hands to be shown because I don't want to put anybody on the spot and then I don't want to feel discouraged, but I'd like to know that everybody read the plan this year. I pray the plan blessed your family. You know, my dream was uh, that you would read it with your family and that everybody would go over it and that you, God would just be speaking to you this year. Amen. And so I, I got to be honest with you, like, like I did the plan, all the chapters and everything, like in 30 minutes for the whole year, just, just like that came to me, I just wrote them all down. And then I, you know, started doing the videos with them. And the videos, I don't know what the problem with me is. It doesn't take me that long to do the videos, but it's remembering to do the videos. Because I always have to be a week ahead of y'all so they can get it posted and all that kind of stuff. And so I just, and I, I griped and murmured about it and just, man, I was just terrible. But I did them. And so then I said, I'm not going to do the plan this next year. That's it. And so uh, I'm tired of trying to do those videos and told my daughter and everything, I ain't doing them. And just threw down. And so then I decided I better get smart and ask the Lord what he thought. <laughs> and so I said, do you want me to do the video and the plan for next year? And he's like, 30 minutes, a whole nother year of plan. I had it all down. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess we're going to go do the plan next year. I better get my attitude straight, get her doing. So anyway, so it's coming. We'll have it the, the, the new year. And I pray it's a blessing to you. I've heard good testimonies. People have told me about it. So anyway, I want to tell you congratulations, because if you stuck with it, even if you didn't stick with it, all 52, you did something that I hope challenged your family, blessed y'all, and you started a new habit in your life. How many of y'all, we all know we've got habits, some good, mostly bad. And so if you created a new habit this year that was a good habit, of sitting down with your family and doing this, glory to God, way to go, high-five the person beside you and say, you did it. So the other thing I want to tell you all this morning is, you know, we're finishing up the year and, and I'm a guy that runs, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I don't ever really think a lot about the ending of one year and the starting of the next, but it is what it is. And, uh, but I just want to tell you, all thank y'all for being a great, faithful church. I hear horror stories and I hear other pastors that are talking about this, you know, this is 27 years of pastoring this church. I can't believe it. I don't know where it went. Uh, you know, we're, we're heading to our 27th year. And so praise the Lord for that. And you guys are the most faithful blessings. I, I believe any pastor and his wife could be pastoring. Thank you all for being faithful. Thank you for your faithful giving. Thank you for your faithful loving, your faithful praying. You're faithful everything that you do. Y'all are an awesome church. I believe it with all of my heart. You're a record-setting, pace-setting church. When I listen and talk to other people and what's going on in lives and what's taking place, I believe that you know every morning the angels of, in heaven or every Sunday morning the angels of heaven are sitting down wanting to worship with y'all. Think about that. I believe the book of Acts is not, is not completed. I believe y'all are still getting written in the book of Acts. What happened? Just a few things I wanted just to bring to your attention. We dedicated the church in Guatemala this year. Think about that. We built a, a church. You'll get to see it in a video here in a minute. Huge church. We didn't build a little church. We built a huge church. We built a church bigger than this one that's down there blessing them. It's fully equipped with everything that they need. You'll see it in the middle. In the minute on the video, you'll be so impressed. You'll say, we did that? Holy cow. That's what I say every time I see it. I look at it and I say, how, Lord, did we pull that off? And we didn't. He did. So there's been all these children rescued. Think about that this year. All the children in Guatemala rescued, saved from horrible situations. Children blessed. Children encouraged. Children uh, going to college. Children, all, I mean, just unbelievable things. We've had people saved this year. Okay, so they're not going to go to hell. How about that? I mean, that's a pretty big deal, right? Amen? That people have given their lives to Jesus, and they're not going to go to hell? 
Okay, just think of these other things. We've dedicated babies to the Lord. You know, baby dedication is one of the things that I love because it's like new life. You're, 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 these little children were praying over and were standing as a church and, and believing God for them. I believe that through every baby dedication we did this year, that those children are just are, are touched by God, going to grow up and be great, amazing blessings on the face of the earth. Uh, I saw Timothy stand up here. We had, we had weddings this year, huh? I got people married this year. Bless God, Timothy, Andrea. You know, all these good things happening. People married, people saved, people healed, people touched. The word of God shared around the world. Literally, around the world. Amen? And so anyway, I just want to say thank you. I was wrapping up this year, finishing up this year. I just want to say thank you guys for being such a blessing. And Christy, go ahead and show the video. Now, the video... Uh, it doesn't have real good sound to it. I don't know what happened, but it doesn't have real good sound. So you had to kind of just listen, but you can hear them when they start talking here in just a minute. So praise God. So anyway, uh, you can go on What Matters Ministries website and you can look up the video and, and, and watch it all right there and everything. Uh, Ivan and Kim come on and just say thank you. And so anyway, just praise God. You know, uh, a lot of times I don't mention, I forget about Kenya and what's going on over there. We're trying to do more and more to, to be a blessing over there, but we give faithfully to that every month too, so rescuing uh, children over there. So praise God. I mean, look what all God did this year. Amen? So give the Lord a hand clap. So I told my wife this morning that I'm, I'm really, I'm, 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 the Lord had to help me out because I'm, I want to preach next week's message today. You know, I, I, I'm always ahead, and, and I want to just go ahead, let's just jump into the new year. But, you know, we got another Sunday coming, and then that's our New Year's, and so it's a little odd. And like I said, we won't be having services Wednesday night, because that's actually New Year's Day. And so uh, I'm going to start the message today, then I'm going to finish up and, and go on. I don't know how long it'll be, but you know me, I'll stretch it out. And so I want you to get your Bibles out. Go to Philippians 3.13. Philippians 3.13. Now, you know, I don't know, some of you you younger people in here, this, this statement probably doesn't make any sense. I know to the older ones you do. But, you know, I grew up in the 70s, and uh, I never thought about 2020. I mean, that's George Jetson kind of stuff, right? There should be like flying cars and all that kind of stuff by 2020. It was just... It was like too far out there, but I was telling my wife, I said that it really, first of all, I never thought I would be older, right? But like when I was in high school, I, I wasn't thinking about 2020. Y'all follow me? When I was in high school, I was just thinking about what was I going to do, right? Or the football game that week or what girl I was going to chase, or that's all I had, that's all I was thinking about, right? I wasn't thinking about retirement, right? Are you, I'm, you know, some of y'all may have been geniuses and thought about this. One of these days, I'm going to be 60, you know? But you didn't think about that then. And so you just kind of went with the flow, and then, you know, you were just doing whatever. And so I began to just ponder this and think about just that it was 2020. I mean, it's not like I couldn't have figured it out. I couldn't have said my age and how old I was and added to it and figured out I was going to be alive in 2020, right? But we just didn't do it. We didn't think about it. Now that I'm, I'm here and I'm looking at it, I'm like, wow, this is, it's, it's like, it feels weird to me. It feels like going in, I don't know why, from 2019 to 2020, it just feels weird. Are y'all with me? Like, I'm looking for a spacesuit. You know, I mean, that's what I'm feeling like. I'm feeling like, and so I began to ask the Lord about this. Lord, what's going on? What, what's taking place? Why am I feeling this strange feeling? You know, I remember in uh, 1999, we we're going to go into 2000, there was all the hype about, you know, Y2K and everything was going to go. And I, I still remember that night, Dwayne Hillis and I had a good one we were going to do because we had a party that night over at the church. And so we were going to go outside to the breaker box. And when we all counted down, we were going to shut the electricity off in the building, kill it all, and then see how many people freaked out and, 
whatever. But then I thought, well, that might not be good because what if somebody really did get freaked out? And so we finally, our wives talked us out of it, wouldn't let us do it. But we wanted to see how many people really had faith. Glory to God, it's here in the darkness. You know, but anyway. And so, but I didn't feel like then like I do now. And that was supposed to be a big deal. Then I was more like, ah, well, whatever, whatever. It ain't going to make any difference. But I feel very like there's something big coming, like there's a change, like we're really going to roll into something that I truly believe is God. Okay? I don't know how I've been saying this for months. I don't know how it's going to look exactly, but I just believe that we're looking for something big to happen. Okay? And so... I began to pray about this, and the Lord began to put some things in my heart, and, and that's what I want to share some, a lot of that next week. But we came to Philippians 4.13 because he brought this to my attention. And it says, the Apostle Paul speaking, Philippians 3, I said, did I say 4? 3.13. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Most people, I believe, now, I could be wrong. This is a thus saith Robert Richards. Most people only live in the present. And the future is only till Friday. Okay? Friday, get off work. That's all you're living. That's all most people ever think about. They're living in the present. They're just dealing with the now. Mothers are busy with children, you know, uh, uh, um, people are going to work, you know, you've got school, you've done doing whatever, everybody's just living in the present, right? And the only future is just payday, the weekend, you know, going to church, somebody's got to be believing for that, so, <laughs> but most people just live in the present. And those people that are living in the present are not thinking much about future. Most of them are not living every day thinking. I know they're not thinking 40 years down the road. Right? Because when I was 20, I wasn't thinking about getting to be 60. Right? I was looking at the 60-year-olds saying, why don't y'all get out of the way? Y'all are just taking up space and... Breathing air that I could be breathing, I mean, you know. That's what I was thinking then. I told you I was in a situation here in Guatemala where I was visiting with these people, and I was talking to them, and we were all, they were all friendly, and we were nice, and I've known them for a while. And, uh, and, and so she, the, the lady said, it's my birthday today. And I said, oh, I said, how old are you? And I feel like I was like their age. Like we were all connected. She said, well, I'm turning 40 today. And I was just looking around, and I was like, oh, my God, you could be my daughter. <laughs> and it just hit me so hard. It was like crushed me. And I was like, God, I'm not anywhere close to you. I was like, I mean, like a good Lord. And then I said, so I said something. And they said, oh, don't worry. We don't think about you like you're our parent. And just saying that was enough <laughs> to just send me to the bottom of the heat. I was just like, my God. I'm old. But what happens so much is we don't, we only live in the present. We don't look to the future, but we regret the past. So I have some wisdom to share with you this morning. Not that I'm that old. <laughs> but I have some wisdom to share with you this morning. Because I want to, I want to, I want to try to help you. I want to go into 2020, and next next week I'm going to explain more about all this and, and teach you some more things. But I want to go into, I want you to go into 2020, and I want 2020 to be the best year of your life. I want to believe God for the greatest blessings of your life, no matter what age you are. I want to believe God that this year, 2020, oh, it's going to be crazy. We got an election coming up, and you're going, it's going to be all kinds of hoopla going. But I'm not even worried about that. What I'm telling you is I want it to be the best year of your life. I want you to go in with such confidence into 2020 that no matter where you are, what age you are, you're going to just you're going to be looking to your future and the blessings of God in your future. And the only way you can do that is you've got to get rid of carrying the past. 
So today's message is all about one thing, getting rid of your past. Now hear me. Today, I believe with all of my heart, because God put this on my heart to preach this to you, I believe for a miracle service today. I believe if you desire by faith, you can be rid of your past today. Hello? If you're regretting mistakes you made this year or whenever, and you're regretting things that happened and regretting this, regretting that, and you feel that, I believe that you can walk out of these doors here in a little bit, and I believe with all of my heart that you can be totally free so you can bust into 2020 with no baggage, no regrets, blaze into it, and say, well, glory to God, here I am. So let me show you something. Go now to the book of Jeremiah 29 and 11. The scripture you know, but I want to show you something about it. Jeremiah 29 and 11. God's speaking to the prophet Jeremiah, and he's speaking about Israel, but it, this, this uh, scripture applies to all of us. But it lets you know something about the way God thinks. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope. Okay, a future and a hope, a future. When God looks at you, he's not looking at you from your past. He's looking at you through the eyes of the future. Think about this for a minute. God thinks in future terms. God's dealing with the present. He's not having to worry about the past, but he's always looking to the future. I want to ask you this morning, are you a person that looks to the future or not? Are you a person who's looking down the road today, wherever you are, don't worry about your age, but are you looking that this next year is going to be good or are you looking at it's going to be bad? Are you looking at your life is going to get better or have you already succumbed to the place in your age to think, oh God, it's going to get worse. You know, I have to have my hip replaced and my knee, oh God, my knee is going to go and then I'm going to have to do this. And are you living in a, in a, in dreading your future? See, what about turning it all around and looking into your future and saying, you know, bless God, we're going to be more blessed in 2020 than we've ever been. My children are going to be blessed. I want to, I want to help somebody come to know Jesus in 2020. I'm going to help to, I'm going to, I'm going to give more in 2020 than I've ever been. God's going to bless me somehow. I'm going to help rescue more orphans than ever before. See, are you looking to the future as good or the bad? And I'm going to show you and teach you that all next Sunday. But today I want to deal with the past. Because when you're dwelling on the past and you're dwelling on regrets and you're dwelling on failures and you're dwelling on things like that, you can't look to the future because you're overcome by the past. You're not thinking like God. God's not looking saying, oh, man, can't believe that. But we do. And it takes up our mental space and our mental capacity so that we're not looking to the future. And that's where we've got to get. Let me show you another scripture. Jeremiah 1, verse 4. So this, this message today is a deliverance message. It's to help you get free if you want it. If you want to stay there and live by a tombstone, you can. You know, there's not a lot of rejoicing that goes on in a cemetery. Right? So let me tell you this. Why have you built one in your mind? And all the tombstones of your failures and all the regrets of your past. And then why do you keep yourself mentally tied to the cemetery in your mind instead of looking to the glorious future? Jeremiah 1.4 says, and this is the Lord speaking to Jeremiah, says, And the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Now, wait a minute. That's future thinking. Hello? He says, before you were even formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. What? Before you were born, I sanctify you and ordained you to, uh, as a prophet to the nations. And wait a minute. He's saying before he was ever conceived in his mother's womb, God already saw Jeremiah as a prophet to the nations, delivering his word to the people of Israel. <laughs> now that's future thinking. Huh? Think about it. How far in the future have you been thinking? God's already saying, man, here's this guy. He's not even formed his mother's womb, and I already see him out there preaching to the nations. Wow. Yeah, I'm just going to get older. Hair's going to get gray. Come, my knee's going to hurt. Get the lumbago. 
Is that what you've seen for your future? Can't make it, can't work, going broke, struggling, figuring out how you can, you know, eat less food so you don't have to have so much expense. I'm going to do something in 2020 that I haven't done in years. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to do it. You know, I'm not going to go try to climb Mount Everest or something of that nature, but I'm going to do something that I haven't done in years. I don't know. I mean, we drilled a well for a widow. I never did that. Got this huge amount of water for her. She's blessed. But I'm just saying, I want to do something. Because I'm not going to, I am not going to let my past dictate my future. I'm going to believe God I'm going to be stronger in 2020 than I've ever been. I'm going to be healthier in 2020 than I've ever been. I'm going to have living fire coming out of me. Bless God, I'm going up. I'm not going down. I am the head and I'm not the tail. I am above and not beneath. That's what the word says about me. So I'm not going down. I'm not going to get to be a little old man. But if I do, there's two things in life I say I can get away with. Number one is a cane. You don't really want me to be a little old man with a cane in my hand. Because I can just imagine all the good things you could do. Of course, I had an older gentleman tell me one time. Actually, it was Mr. Jones. Uh, he's down there when the old guys used to meet the lumber company. And I was talking to him, and I said, he was, they were complaining about having to walk with a cane. And I said, I, cane, man, that's kind of cool. You got a stick in your hand. I mean, you know, boy, you whack people and drag stuff over here, all kinds of stuff. He says, you got to worry about somebody might take it away from you and use it on you. <laughs> I was like, well, I didn't think about that, but bless God, give me a walk around with a stick in my hand, okay? And the other thing is a patch on my eye. I think I could pull it off. I just want you to know, man, anything happens, boy, I'm going to patch out with a rhinestone right in the middle. I want to wear it with pride. Yeah. A hook, a hook wouldn't be bad. Anyway, but my future is going to be a blessing. I want to make the best out of it. Are you with me? But you got to get rid of the past. Now, Paul said three things there in Philippians 3. He said, you got to forget the past. You got to reach for the future. And you got to press for the goal. Now, that's what we don't like to do. I will tell you all something. I, I, like I said, I'm not that old to have that much wisdom. But I can tell you, life is not easy. And if you keep thinking it's going to get easier, it's not. So you might as well kick, quit complaining of the difficulties and find out how to overcome the difficulties supernaturally. The story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. If I, was the, if I was God in that story and I was writing that story, I would have had them go up to throw them in the fire and at that moment snuff the fire out. Not have to go through all of it all the way up to the getting thrown in and then, wait a minute, I'm not burning. Right? But you remember? He said they looked in the fire and they said, hey, wait a minute. We threw three in the fire. Who's, who's the fourth one? Jesus is in the middle of them with it. Man, we're going, Jesus is going to be in the middle of the fire with you. Now, we don't want the fire. We don't want the trouble. We don't want the difficulties. We don't want the aches. We don't want the pains. It's like I have finally learned right now, and I'll just be honest with you all, I, I, I'm not contradicting myself in the story because I'm, I'm pumping myself up to preach to myself to get myself going, but I told my wife, I'm tired of trying to figure out why I'm sore. <laughs> we sit around already talking about, why am I sore? God, my fingers sore, my arms are sore, my wrists sore, my legs sore. Why am I sore? What did I do that I got sore? It's, it could have just got out of bed. Could have just been over different when I put my shoe on. I don't know. I finally quit asking, why am I sore? Just like, bless God, I'm going on. We're going to overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. Amen? This is what you've got to do for 2020 if you're going to see success, but you can't do it as long as you're sitting around thinking about the past. You may have messed up. You may have blown it. You may have had the opportunity of the year, and you didn't take it. Or maybe you did do something that you regret that you wished you wouldn't have done it. But let me tell you something. You're not going to move forward as long as you're looking backwards. 
Do you know that one of the things that, that, that you know, they're all, always talking about, you know, how don't be a distracted driver, but they're trying to ban people now from even using their phones walking down the streets because so many people are just walking, looking at their phones they're running into poles, running into people, stepping out in the street, getting run over because they're just glued looking at their phones walking around. They're not looking where they're going. Well, it's like that with you. If you're looking at your past and your failures and your regrets, how you can't move forward. You're sitting around wishing 20 years ago you wouldn't have done something. Well, listen, you're not going to change it. Hello? You might as well listen to what I got to say, get free of it, so you can look to the future and you can move with the things of God. Amen? Amen. Now, he said forgetting those things. The word forgetting, when you look at it in the Greek, it means to forget, neglecting, no longer caring for. Listen to that. When he said, I forget the past. I'm forgetting the past. He said, I'm not caring for that. I'm not letting that get my goat anymore. I'm not letting that take up my mental space on thinking on it. I'm forgetting it. I'm not caring for it. It means giving over to oblivion. In other words, it's just destroyed. It's not even there. It just got blasted by a missile into a whole bunch of pieces. And that's what I'm believing God for, a Holy Ghost missile today to blast all of your past into oblivion. Because what happens is you hang on to it, and as long as you have hold of it, God will not destroy it. As long as you're holding on to it, God's not going to touch it because he's not going to touch you. The first key to forgetting the past is you have to turn loose. You have to turn loose. You have to quit holding on to it. You have to turn loose. So that takes me to the next part. The quickest and easiest way for you to turn loose is something. It's that ugly word. It's called forgiveness. Okay? So let's say something happened this past, in your past, that somebody did something to you. As long as you continue to hold on to it, by thinking of it and caring for it, it has you bound. And you can say right now in your heart, well, you don't understand what happened and what they did was wrong. I'm not saying they didn't, what they happened wasn't done wrong. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, let me ask you a question. How many of you, because I believe Jesus put it this way, by worrying have added one cubit to your stature? So all I want to know is by hanging on to it, by being mad about it, by, by doing it, have you gained any? Are any of you bigger from worrying and fretting and cursing the past and the experience that happened to you? Are any of you bigger for it? The only thing the past can show you is to try to keep you from making the same mistake in the future. When you, you, you got to understand something. The devil's tactic... His tactic is he will run the same play at you over and over as long as you keep taking the bait. The moment you get wise and say, oh, wait a minute, last time I did that, I got, I, I, that wasn't good. That didn't turn out good. Then he's like, okay, we've got to go to another plan. He's not going to come at you that way anymore. He's going to come over here and he's going to come another way. When I was playing high school football, our coach, we had this one coach, we would run the same play till it quit working. If it was, you know, a 49 sweep, we were going to run 49 sweep. Walk back in the huddle, 49 sweep, 49 sweep. And we would run that play till they figured out we'd run 49 sweep. And then it would go to the other side, same sweep to the other side. And we would run that sweep to the other side until they figured out, hey, wait, now they're running over here. And then after they caught us over over there, then he'd go right up the middle. And that's the way he played it. That was his whole strategy. Well, the devil's just like that. He's going to run at you with the same play. And as long as you're caring for and holding on to the passive offenses that someone has done to you, and as long as you have hold of it, you're just taking his bait, and he's going to keep running it and keep running it and keep running it. And about the time you think you've worshipped enough and you've prayed enough, you've gotten free, he's going to run it at you again. 
or you think you're okay, and then somebody's going to call, or something's going to happen, or this is going to come up, something's going to resemble it, or somebody's going to tell you what happened to them, and you're going to like, whoa, you think that's bad what happened to you? Look what happened to me. And then here you go, right? And Paul says, you're going to have to forget it. You're going to have to stop caring for it. And the way Jesus wired us, or the way the Father wired us, and Jesus made it happen, is that he gave us a capacity to forgive. It's in us. And when our faith is mixed with forgiveness, it's gone. But no one can do it but you. Okay, so you may want to mentally note one of these or jot this down right here. You know, that's the very first one. You got to think about others. You got to forgive others. If you're going to get rid of the past, you got to forgive others. Second one is you got to forgive yourself. Okay, you're, you're, you're mad at yourself. You're a person who is a self-crucifier. You like to crucify yourself over and over again because you just messed up, and so you're one of those kind of people. So you go nail yourself to the cross or beat yourself. You, you really would like to get into the, you know, the faith where you go around and beat yourself with a whip you know, because it makes you feel better that you're beating yourself up. But the truth of the matter is you've got to learn to forgive yourself. Now, the best way I have found to do this in forgiving myself is to realize what I'm made of. Okay? I'm made of dirt. And I remind the Lord all the time, you didn't make me out of gold. You didn't make me out of any precious metal. I am made out of dirt. And so dirt sometimes acts like dirt. And so I might as well just forgive myself. I made a mistake. Lord, forgive me and go on. You're not going to be perfect. There's not any of you in here. Listen, if, I, if you're trying to pull off that you're doing everything perfect. All right. So the second place you're going to have to get rid of your past is you are going to have to forgive yourself. Everybody say, I'm going to forgive myself. Oh, that wasn't very, didn't sound very good. Come on, say, I'm going to forgive myself. Everybody say, I'm going to forgive others. All right. Second, the third one here, if you're going to walk in this, the third thing you've got to do is learn to not lay blame. Well, if they wouldn't have done this, then I wouldn't have done that. Well, I mean, I wouldn't have to be doing this if they wouldn't. Quit laying blame. Quit laying blame on other people. Quit laying blame on yourself. Quit laying blame. Just get out of the blame game. Listen to me. We live in a fallen world. Things happen. This world is not perfect. I mean, I look at it all the time. There's, there's a part of me, I look at my life, my life. If, if, if the... If the, the America wouldn't have been in the situation that it was in the 80s, I wouldn't have gone broke. But if I wouldn't have gone broke and lost a ranch, I don't know that I'd have been a preacher. But what I'm saying is you can't lay the blame on the economy. I can't lay the blame on, you know, my father, my mother, my raising this, that, and the other. I can't lay my blame on anybody. They didn't teach me right. They didn't do this. Quit laying blame. Accept responsibility, forgive, and go on. I know that kind of stings, doesn't it? I mean, I'm looking at y'all's faces. Some of y'all don't look like you're happy anymore. You look like you're, <laughs> like you're just not thinking about, you know, Christmas spirit was gone out the door. Pastor didn't give us one week off. This over here again on us. You just got that look on you, you know. But I'm trying to help you because I want you to be free. Amen? I'm not trying to be mean this morning. I'm just trying to be, help you to be free. Because, man, I'm telling you what, freedom's good. Amen? Okay. So quit laying blame. Just accept responsibility and say, Lord, okay, I did it. This is what happened. Bless God. I'm going to go on. I'm going to pick up from here. Do you think that God, listen, I see this happen a lot. It's a trick of the devil. You remember Mark 4 says, the devil comes immediately to steal the seed that was sown in your heart. I see this happen a lot with people. People make a mistake or people do something. I see this people with, in divorces. I see they make a mistake and then they think that that taints them, that because they messed something up, they can never, that God could really never do anything with them, that they've wasted too much time. All right? But if y'all just go look through the scriptures, how many men in the Bible were older that God used and did more in their 
last few years of their life than in all their life previous. Look at Moses. God did more with Moses at the end of his life than the beginning of his life. Hello? You can't look at your life and say, oh, well, I've lived my life. I'm just ready to be put out to pasture. I'll just be a part of the crowd. No, you don't know what, you, man, you could invent something. You could invent the cure to cancer. You say, what? Why not? Dr. Brown, sitting back there, could come up with a witty invention, pop, boom, bada, bing. Next thing you know, he's done more in the last of his life than he's done in the, all the beginning of this. How do you know? You're going to say God can't? Well, you know, I just don't have the energy and stamina that I used to have. <laughs> well, then maybe you don't need it. Maybe it's easier. Okay? And maybe you can't swing that 16-pound sledgehammer like you used to. But that doesn't mean that you don't have the wisdom to teach somebody else how to do it. But you'll never get anywhere as long as you're laying blame. The fourth one. Don't try to justify your actions. You're never going to be free. You're never going to forget if you're trying to justify your actions. Listen to me. We want to set ourselves up and say, well, yeah, but I acted like I did because you did what you did, and that provoked me to do this because you did that. And I wouldn't have done it if you wouldn't have done it. You're justifying what you did. This is the problem with that. You're holding court, and you're being the judge, the jury, and the executioner. And that right only belongs to God. So you need to look at yourself this morning and say, uh, I'm sorry, Father, I repent for taking your position. I, I find this with couples all the time in an argument, and that's, I hear that same scenario. Well, if she wouldn't have done this, and I wouldn't have done that, and then we wouldn't have done that. It doesn't work that way. You cannot be sitting around trying to justify yourself. Listen to me. You've got to both come to the place and realize you're both idiots. That stings too, but it's the truth. You're both idiots, and you both acted wrong, and you both said wrong, and neither one of you should have done that. You shouldn't have been in that place in the first place. So just admit it and quit trying to set yourself up as the judge, jury, and executioner that you know it all. Because you're just living in the past. You're living in the past. You're living in the past. You're living in the past. You can't move on to the future and have a glorious marriage because you're living in the past. Oh, those are the mistakes because you know... He did this, and they did that, and she said this, and she said that, and you're just back here living in the past, and you can't move forward because all you're doing is looking backwards. Fifth one. Now listen, if you, if you don't play any, if you don't get any of them, get this one. The fifth one. Don't play the game, what if? What I mean is, don't sit around saying, well, what if, if God would have done this, then, then I could have been doing this, and if, 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 if you'd have done this and if, man, quit playing what if. If they would have done that, if he wouldn't have said that, if, if, if. Let me show you a story. Go to John 11. John 11, 21. Story of Lazarus' death. Now, Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Wow. Wow. I mean, Martha just looked Jesus square in the eyes and said, you were in the wrong place. What were you doing over there? If you'd have been over here, it wouldn't happen. <laughs> Do you see that? Man, that's bold. I mean, that's, that's the lightning striking kind of. <laughs> but she, you know, it amazes me because Martha, I mean, maybe she was just pushy. I don't know. But did she have that good of a relationship with the Lord? To just say, you were wrong. You were in the wrong place. You see what, it, am I right? I mean, she looked Jesus square in the eyes and says, you were in the wrong place doing the wrong thing. You were off over there preaching them people and you should have been over here because your brothers are dying and this is where you should have been. Wow. She had really thought this through. Huh? She had really thought this whole thing through. It's all Jesus' fault that Lazarus died. Because she was playing the what-if game. Folks, 
There are so many things I could look at in my life and say, well, if this wouldn't have happened, then that wouldn't have happened. But the bottom line is, again, I go back, we live in a fallen world. And we've got to learn to deal with whatever is dealt us, whatever lot falls to us. Step into the middle of it. Be like Shama in the middle of the bean patch. Grab hold of your sword and say, I don't know what's going on, but I want to kill everything that comes my way. Are y'all with me? You got to be willing to step up there and just say, look, this is it. Okay. Well, then if I'm in the middle of this God and this is what's coming my direction, then you've given me the power to walk through it. You're in the fire with me. Show me what I got to do to call fire down from heaven. Show me what I got to do to do whatever it takes. Let's just live a supernatural life. Let's just blaze through this thing. Let's don't sit around and try to sit there and say, oh, but I want to justify myself. Oh, what if this would have happened? Oh, what if that would happen? Why didn't Martha look at Jesus and say, man, Jesus, I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) Glory to God. Woo, you're going to make everything all right. You are the resurrection of the life. Go over there and get old Lazarus out of that grave. He shouldn't have been laying down on the job anyway. You know? No, she's like, what if? Because she's already run the scenario in her mind. If Jesus would have been here and he wouldn't have been over there, and I don't know why he's preaching to those people, and he should have known it. I mean, if he was the son of God, he should have heard. God would have said something to him. He said he was supposed to have been over here because Lazarus is sick and dying. And I sent a messenger over there, and he could have run over here. He could have trained. <gasps> he could have done like Elijah, and he could have just shot himself over here, and he could have just been here in a second and healed Lazarus. Why didn't he do that? And he just goes this. You know what that does to you? makes you mentally exhausted. Mentally exhausted. In 2020, you need to practice on how to get your mind to shut up and sit on your porch and enjoy life for a moment. Take a breath of air. We live in the the greatest place in the world, folks. We live in the greatest, most beautiful place. You say, well, you know, it's not that pretty around my house. Go to Las Maples. It's not like you've got to drive across the face of the earth. Lord, have mercy. Get in your car. Drive to pull over the bar ditch. Roll up, keep the windows rolled up on a cold day. Let the sun get in there and get hot and take a nap. (laughs) Quit worrying about everything. Hello? Quit letting your mind be eaten up and tormented with others. Go take a nap. Sit in the sun. Enjoy yourself. Go take a walk. Like I said, Lost Maples, go up to Lost Maples. Just go do something. It's beautiful. We live in the most beautiful part of Texas that there is. Go sit out at night. Look at the stars. I'm so amazed at how many people I meet, you know, that come here to visit and they've never seen the stars. Holy moly. Like, how do you live and exist by not seeing stars? They're like, I couldn't believe the stars. I'm like, yeah. And we take it so granted sometimes. You know, we just walk out and look at the stars. Man, look at that. That's awesome. Are y'all with me? You have got to come to the place where you've got to quit playing what if and all in through all these mental exercises that you're doing that's killing you, folks, because you cannot look to the future because you're so hung up in the past. You've got to get through, rid of it, and that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to do right now. I want you just to put your Bibles up. So would you come play me something sweet? Sweet and pretty. So just begin there to ask the Holy Ghost to show you what you need to do. Now, Jesus can't help you unless you want to be free. He's not going to come upon you and overpower you. If you want to be free from your past, it's something you have to want. 
So right there, just begin to just start talking to the Lord. Tell him you want to be free. right now all over this congregation for all those out there listening and watching you see their hearts Lord you hear the cry of their hearts their prayers and their petitions going up to you right now and we've heard your word to us this morning that we need to forgive So, Lord, right now, by faith, we forgive those that have hurt us in the past. Lord, those that have let us down, those that didn't do what they said they were going to do, Lord, those that perpetrated things upon us that wasn't right, Right now, Lord, we take them all and we put them in your hands. Lord, we take the incidences, our mistakes, our regrets, those that we've blamed circumstances we've blamed and we put them in your hands We trust you to know that you're going to take care of it all. Lord, you said there's nothing hidden that won't be revealed, nothing that's unseen that won't be seen. And we trust you, Jesus, that you will make everything right. We ask you, Lord God, to blow it into oblivion. To blow it, Lord God, into oblivion. Free us of our past. Free us, Lord, so that we can look to the future, not be weighed down by the past. if you would congregation stand up and lift your hands towards heaven and just say I want to be free just tell the Lord say I want to be free I don't want my past I don't want to remember those things I want to be free Lord you see our hearts now Holy Spirit I thank you for doing it right now in Jesus mighty name right now free us I declare devil you have lost 
you have lost. You have lost and we're free. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I look at the person beside you and say, man, I am free. Come on, look at the person on the other side and say, man, I am free. And give the Lord a big hand clap. Say, thank you, Jesus. Now, I want to encourage you. Matter of fact, let me have a few prayer people come down here, the prayer team this morning. I want to encourage you this morning to take this message and just keep meditating on it. All right? And, and if the Holy Spirit brings something up to you, well, then do just what we did. Just pray and forgive. Amen? Don't let it, don't let it go lightly. Sometimes there's things inside of you that, you know, you really hadn't run. You're wondering why you're irritated. And then find out because you got all this mental baggage up here you're carrying around. And then let the Holy Spirit set you free. Amen. Now, everybody, this is it. And no more services this year. But we'll be back Sunday in a brand new year. Bless God ready to launch off and I want to show you some great things. Holy Ghost is going to reveal some great things to you. It's going to be a great year. I'm telling you, don't listen to, don't listen to what the radio says. Don't listen to the forecasters and the prognosters and the doomsdayers and boo-hooers and woo-wooers. I'm telling you, 2020 is going to be a great year for those that are believers in Jesus. Amen. So I'm going to bless you. Go out, be a blessing to all those people that you run into this week. Amen. So Father, I just declare right now as we leave this service and we're going to go out into the world, we're leaving this year and coming into a new year next week. But I just declare, Lord, we're not, nothing's changed. You've been there. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. The same miracles you did years ago. Lord God, when you were here, you're going to do them again. And so Lord, I just believe you for great things blessings upon each and every person here blessings on all those that are listening and watching the broadcast lord and i just thank you for it in jesus mighty name amen and amen god bless you church hello this is robert richards and you're listening to the waterhole our weekly broadcast which is now available on itunes and all major podcast platforms you can also watch the weekly video broadcast on our youtube channel Links in the description. I pray this has been a blessing to you. And if you've enjoyed this message, please share this with a friend. God bless you. And remember, no matter where you are and what you've done, Jesus loves you.